Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. Hogan Johns. We will be perfect. Obsession. In every aspect of the game. Being obsessed. Scott fires over the middle and it's intercepted at the 26-yard line. Roquan Smith. Scott's going to go for it all. A jump on the end zone picked off at the goal line. Look out. Safety. Eddie Coleman comes through the middle to plant Goff in the end zone. WGN Radio's very own Adam Ho. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountain? Dang. Lucky. And the Chicago Sun-Times, Adam Johns. Vote for Pedro Sanchez, who do you think? Freaking awesome. Man, I wish I could go back in time. Bring you Chicago's best Bears coverage. Akeem Hicks scored a touchdown last week. Throws and it's caught by Bradley Soul, lineman. Fires and that one is picked off. Kyle Fuller. Can the Rams stay alive? They can. Another interception. Luke Kamara this time. An exclamation point if ever you've seen one. Obsession. My oh my! Being obsessed. And now, here they are. Perfection. The Adams. Yeah, baby. Hogan Johns. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Well, there you go. Welcome in episode 200. Wow. Of the Hogan Johns. Not Jones. us. The game. Wow. Well, I was going well, 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 okay. to say it's a milestone episode Very good. and a milestone night. The Bears delivered in prime time. I liked it. What a performance by the Chicago Bears defense, we should say. But, I, I, I mean, I, honestly, if you had told me Mitch Trubisky would have played that bad in this football game, I would have said the Bears would have no chance. And that moment in the first half when the defense sets them him up at the four-yard line... And that actually wasn't all on Mitch. There's penalty after penalty. They go backwards. Yeah, it was bad. And it don't score. I'm like, they're not going to win this game because you just can't squander an opportunity like that. Did, didn't you Rams. have a tweet that was like, don't forget they're the Rams? Yeah. Yeah, you did. I did. You because did. that's all true. The Bears have, Yeah, they are the, the Rams. The Bears' defense has been terrible in the fourth quarter this year. That's just a reality. And this was the game. They put it all together, four quarters, completely dominant. And somehow Jared Goff was even worse than Mitch Trubisky was. <laughs> he looked cold and like he did not want to be here at one point. He did make a couple impressive throws. But for a guy who has been praised to no end for his third year in this league, bad, bad game. Well, welcome in. This was a big one. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read all of our reaction at WGNRadio.com and ChicagoSunTimes.com. Got plenty of reaction from the locker room to bring you uh, here on the podcast, including the uh, the the reaction to Bradley Soul's touchdown. <laughs> Santa Slay. <laughs> Santa Slay. <laughs> what a name. I mean, they keep, at least it didn't have to do with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Time. What, what do we, uh, we could go on. We could make a whole co- podcast about the, the names. The but names, exactly. Santa Slay. But, I mean, let's talk big picture here. Just your reaction to the win. You, you thought the Rams were going to win, um, but you didn't feel good about your pick. 
I thought the Bears could play with them, but that included a decent performance from the offense. Right. I don't well, they did run the ball well today. 100. I'll pat myself on yeah, the back for that prediction. one. Came through. First time all season or for, for a long time. And ironically, I got I predicted the game right, but was way off on my ball prediction. Yeah, Trubisky I think I said did not have that type of day. <laughs> Three interceptions. Four touchdowns? Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Did not have that type of day. Look, we all thought he would be better. The numbers said he should have been better. I, I think the layoff definitely played a role in this one. Just looked off the, the entire game minus one drive, the first drive they had in the second half after the safety. Just looked yeah. off the entire way, I thought. But look, we're talking big picture. Yeah. Statement win. This defense can win you a championship. Wait, you said a championship? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. You called me yes, out on the Yes, Super I, Bowl did, the I, did, I did. I did. I did. I did. All right. Just I did. making sure. Yes, yes. It's a championship caliber defense. It, it is. is. It is. But. Shut me up. But. You know what's funny about this? We're almost both flipping here. Yeah. You're saying that, and I'm about to say flip, what I'm going to say. Flip, flip because, it up. look, this is all good here at Soldier Field, but you're going to have to beat that team in L.A., or you're going to have to beat the Saints in New Orleans, right. most likely. Right. I get that. And you need your quarterbacks to play a lot better. What's than the old today. saying? Oh, absolutely. Because if this defense holds Drew Brees to six points in the Superdome, then they shouldn't even have to play the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, they should just automatically <laughs> get the trophy, they, they right get the trophy there. <laughs> Season's over. It'll be like when the Bears won in '85. It would just be like you know, okay, you gotta let's play do the it. shuffle. I you gotta it. play the game, but you know, yeah, yeah, for, for, forget it. You know, whoever that may be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but hey, what's the old saying though? Defense travels. And they win championships. It does. It does. The fourth quarter problems didn't show up today. They made big plays. They were in Jared Goff's face. The coverage, I thought, was exceptional. Yeah. I mean, look, the Rams made their plays. They made some. Not many, but they made some. But the coverage overall was exceptional. The, the pass rush was relentless. Everybody played well. Yeah. Leonard Floyd played Aaron well. Aaron Lynch. Aaron Lynch played well. Um, Jonathan Bullard forced one of those interceptions because he pushed... Roquan Smith's first. He, yeah, he pushed Whitworth right back into him as he was throwing. They were just good across the board. You know, you and I were talking as we were waiting to get in the locker room, and it's like, Sherrick McManus led the team in tackles? Like, this was a game where you look at the stats, and there's not really anything that jumps out to you in terms of who was the best player on the, on the field. It was just... That was a team... Defensive performance across the board. Since we're on the stat page, you're not on the defensive stat page there with your game book, but I can be. Flip through it and tell me what Aaron Donald did today. Just in terms you mentioned, strong defensive performance, best player on the field. Aaron Donald, who was billed as a possible MVP candidate, mm-hmm. not defensive player of the year, but MVP candidate. What did he do tonight? Aaron Donald's official line. One tackle, one solo tackle, one assisted tackle for a total of two combined tackles, and he had one quarterback hit, which I don't even remember. But he did get credited with a quarterback hit. Yes. How about that? I thought James Daniels did a tremendous job. You should feel really good about your second-round pick. Now, they brought him a lot of help throughout the game. Well, every team does that against him. You have to. But listening to Matt Nagy, we'll play you Matt Nagy here in a little bit. And actually, I sat down with James Daniels in the locker room, too, for a couple of minutes. We'll play that. Just hearing Nagy talk after the game, you could tell the number one focus from the moment they got in their meetings this week to start preparing for this game was number 99 on the Rams. They circled him three times. And he even said 
that this was a unique game play calling wise for him. And I followed up and asked them why. And again, you'll be able to hear this exactly. But essentially what I got out of it was they were so worried about Aaron Donald and his ability to always throw he's He said, if you watch any tape, Aaron Donald has that one game-wrecking play that changes everything. And they were so conscious of that and so worried about that that it impacted his play calling down the stretch, which I would say was the most conservative we've seen. All the runs, game. yes. All the all runs. Season, which was fine because it was working. And I honestly did not have a problem with him calling runs on two third and longs there late in the game, especially because you couldn't afford to turn the ball over, and Mitch, you couldn't trust him tonight. Yep. That's just the reality And the Rams needed two scores. And right. you're trusting your defense. Right. It, it, the feel it, your defense was there. They, they, they were owning yeah. the Rams' offense. Yo, Pat Fitzgerald says a punt is a good play. So sometimes tonight in this game, a punt was a good play. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a failed play. And Pat O'Donnell had a nice game. Yes, yeah, so you avoided the, the game-wrecking play. Significant. Look, Trubisky was not good. It's not sugar-coated. He was bad. Now yeah. you can give him the out by saying this was his first game since November 18th against the Vikings. That's true. But he was bad. I think there's something to be said for the rust factor. And this is me saying this without looking back at the tape. We'll see what it looks like when we go through it. But my my reaction watching him tonight was... He looked like the Trubisky we saw the first three weeks of the season, which was everything was rushed. The game was not slow for him. His footwork would break down. His mechanics would break down. He would rush his throws, and it would sail on him. Now, we've seen glimpses of that throughout the season, but really, if you go back and think about those first three games, thinking about the Cardinals game specifically, um, at times the first two weeks, Everything was just moving quickly for him. And I thought that's how he looked tonight. Just sort of out of sync and rushed and was not going through his progressions. He was really only getting his first read. And if it was not open... Um, now, I don't know if this is completely true, but Dan Hampton, when I was on with him on our postgame show, said he was 0 for 7 when he tried to go to his second or third read tonight. Well, that's also tough to tell. And, no one, and, and nobody really knows that until Matt Nagy comes out and says that. Correct. But I do think... Whether that's accurate, that 0 for 7 number, I think there's watching the game that looked No, he did not look comfortable. Yeah, no, he didn't look comfortable at all. Yeah. Did, did not. Did not. You could even say he didn't look comfortable going to his first read in some place. So I would say I think the rust factor kind of makes. Would, would explain that. Yeah, the, there was the one. Was it intercepted? The overthrow, the Trey Burton over the middle. I mean, the Josh Bellamy one was was agreed. Sometimes I wonder if Josh Bellamy is just not in the right place at the right time in some of those because it's, it's, it's been, it's been the case. Look open. We, we, we did play the Mike Fury audio last week, so you do have that happen sometimes. But but he was open. He went to the open guy and he overthrew it. But the Trey, was there a Trey Burton one yeah. where he sailed it to a bit and, and that's when he kind of stared him down as well. But look, it, it was an off night. It clearly was. It, was. it was from the get-go. Other than that one drive, that one drive in the third quarter, he didn't look good all night. Well, you weren't in the press conference to ask him about his interceptions. So I was not we, there. We didn't ask him. I was not cause there. Because you weren't there. Yeah. Um, no, but honestly. What, what did you, who asked this time? Uh, well, well, here's the thing. This is very important, Adam. He who was, asked the he, question? <laughs> no, no one did. And the re- what I'm getting at was he was so open and honest about how poorly he was playing. Yeah. And I didn't feel compelled to ask him specifically about his interceptions because I thought they were all obvious. Yeah. Like, he sailed the ball or they had that one where he, I don't know what he was thinking with his own coverage under it. He just didn't see it. There's no other explanation. When he threw the ball to the right sideline 
and just got picked off. I mean, that's a normal zone coverage that he tried right, to throw right. the ball over. That's just – it's not that complicated stuff. So He forced it. At look, that time, he forced it. That's the ba- the one negative of an otherwise Well, that's the interception win. that preceded the Kyle Fuller one right away. Oh, yeah. You're right. They got it right back on the next play. Yeah. Not a good game by, by Trubisky. Do you want to play him now? Um, here, let's do this. Let's let's save Trubisky for the end. I don't I don't want to get stuck in this negative energy with such Fair a enough. huge win. Okay. Here's what I want to do. Let's focus on Santa Slay. Ho ho ho. Christmas came <laughs> early. Right? <laughs> you practiced that line. Oh, my son's been just well, everybody loves all Santa. over the yeah. house going ho 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 like nonstop. <laughs> He's excited for Christmas. And he should be. Hopefully, maybe he was excited about Santa Slay tonight. Um What a play. Four defensive linemen on the field. I mean, we've seen like one, and then there was two, and then there was three. Now we got four offensive or defensive linemen on the field. Plus Bradley Soul. <laughs> plus Bradley Soul. So you have zero wide receivers, zero running backs, zero tight ends. On the field. That's a play that just got ran in the National Football League for a touchdown. <laughs> and you had two guys, only two guys ran around. You had Akeem Hicks in the backfield. That's I mean, everything about this play is remarkable. You had play action to a defensive tackle. That worked. That worked. Because he scored a touchdown on it last week. You had two lead blockers in Jonathan Bullard and uh, Bilal Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. And I thought it was absurd when they were lining up. I'm like, it, what the heck are they doing? It sounds absurd, but everyone yeah. thought that Akeem Hicks was just going to get the handoff. And, and honestly, through. he probably would have gotten in. And then meanwhile, you had two guys run routes. You had Roy Robertson-Harris on the left side run a crossing route over. And then you had underneath Bradley Soule, yeah. who, by the way... Made an incredible catch. Yeah, he wasn't exactly open. <laughs> he, he made an incredible catch and caught the ball. I mean, I, I, it, one of the more remar- remarkable plays I've ever seen, and it's called Santa's Slay. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've seen, what, Oopa Loopa, uh, Willy Wonka. What are some of the other ones? I'm blanking right now. Those are the first three that come. Uh, uh, I mean, those are the ones I remember. To, to, to my head, but, there, but there's been a few. Well, here was the reaction. <laughs> They open the doors of the locker room, and everyone goes to Bradley Soul Because, hey, in a, in a football game between the Rams and the Bears, that was the only touchdown scored. And isn't that crazy? <laughs> that did not just dawn on me until right now. I know. That Bradley Sowell is the only one to score a touchdown. He's the only one. In the field tonight. So all the media <laughs> goes to his locker to talk to him, and this was what happened. Place, so they gave it to the playmaker, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> let's go. Let's just enjoy this together. I mean, it was it was neat. We had it in all week. Um, it's one of those things. I'm glad Nagy trusted me to do it. You know, he, he tried to throw to me earlier in the season, got a little flag for it, and you know, he went back to me, and it, it, it worked out great. That, the name of the play was Santa Slay. Yes, yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. And the, the operation behind it was pretty neat. I mean, all five of us had a report eligible, so it was, it was quite operation into it, so it was, it was pretty neat. Has your coach told all the linemen that he's going to get everybody a touchdown? I mean, with Nagy, you never know. You just show up that week, and you may you may be in there ready to roll, so we, um, you got to be on alert with him. So how much did you do at the So, like, it was quite a scene. At Bradley Soul's locker, 
and you got Charles Leno stand. I mean, those are all his teammates there that were cheering and going crazy about what happened uh, and giving him all the credit. And uh, you, I think you heard Charles Leno in there at one point say, "Fat guys score touchdowns too." <laughs> it's two weeks in a row. That's what they do. Uh, and they're having a lot of fun, and they should. The atmosphere is just—it's—it's it's so different. They—they they handle defeats better. You know, I'm getting at here just in yeah. terms of Matt Nagy's demeanor and, and his even keelness. I'm, I'm spouting off all sorts of cliches here, but it's becoming very evident to me that the the, the highs and lows, everything you want to, every coach speak we could throw out there right now, they've bought into him. They really have. It's evident. No, there's no question. How, how about the atmosphere though tonight? The, the air raid siren. Yeah, you were really on. you were really focused on that after the game. I felt like it was right above me in the press box. A lot of guy, a lot of uh, cranky media did not like there. I no, it's fine. I, w- I wasn't cranky about it. A lot of people were though. Yeah, yeah. It, it was all like the, the the press box announcer or not the press the PA announcer consistently telling people to get up and get loud. Hey, if they need to be told, yeah. You know, to, to be to be fair to Bears fans though. Adam, they have not gotten a lot to cheer about. No, over the past three or four years, let's not forget Brett Hundley has won here. Blaine Gabbert oh has won here. Some awful quarterbacks oh have won here. So this is different. This is different. I mean, they even announced the game time temperature twice during the game. In my column in the Chicago Sun Times tomorrow, I call it psychological warfare. The air raid siren. Them telling the Rams in the first quarter it was 26 degrees, then telling them again in the third quarter that it was 17 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> They've never done that before. They did, never. They did not look like they, they were enjoying the they weather felt cold. at all. They felt cold. They, were they over, looked cold. They were over at my alma mater yesterday, St. Ignatius, trying to get used to the to the weather and their walkthrough. Yeah. Apparently it didn't work. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I, I was trying to. I was going to make an Ignatius joke. You but, could, but, football, but I mean, I didn't but, see but it just didn't dawn on me. I, I mean, see an NFL team at Notre Dame this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Who won in the playoffs, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Who got to the semifinals? Hey, I'm just amazed. When I went to Ignatius, we didn't have a football team. Now there's an NFL teams okay. practicing there. Okay, so let me enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you say so. All right. Um. Getting back to the Aaron Donald. <laughs> Getting back to this game. But you're right. I mean, Aaron Donald, they just totally negated him. James Daniels, I'm looking forward to going back and watching this tape. I mean, there was a lot of double teams, but there were also a couple times where James Daniels uh, stepped up. and I mean, just the thought of a rookie going up against Aaron Donald and performing well, it was it – was, uh, it was pretty good. So anyway, I, it was a good I, night for the third and third ninth over buck. It was. It, it was, was probably the really offensive was. line's best game tonight. Uh, I I found James Daniels in the locker room afterward, and this was the conversation. So you guys knew you guys had a really tough test today with Aaron Donald. How'd you feel like you did? Um, I'd have to. I mean, I would have to watch the film, but after the game, I felt like we did a pretty good job with containing them. What was the plan, just kind of bringing extra guys at times? And then I don't know how often you were just one-on-one, but what exactly was the plan? Because it seemed like it worked. I mean, the only plan we had was just just know, realize where he was, realize where everybody in the defense was, and what was the play, what did we need to get done on the play. And so I think as the offense line, we just realized that if he's here, we need to get him blocked like this so we can have a good play. It's just things like that. I feel like that was something that really helped us. And you guys got Jordan over. 100 yards tonight just in general it seemed like the running game was working pretty well that's got to be a pretty good feeling for you guys up front yeah yeah it's a really good feeling to be able to run the ball 
because it's hard it's hard to win games when you're just passing the ball so be able to I think that's one of the reasons why we won tonight is because we established a run game what was the feeling like in this locker room after getting such a big win like that it's nice I mean that's why I mean that's why we play football I mean we play football for each other and last week last week we didn't have we didn't play nowhere near as as good as we were capable of playing this week we didn't play either but it's just nice to be able to get that feeling and just protect Soldier Field and just celebrate with the teammates so you kind of get the sense there in that conversation too just how much of their game plan was focused on stopping Aaron Donald I mean James said that you know basically every play they knew where he was you're focused on stopping him to make sure the play works and it it I mean it was there there was a different as bad as the Bears offense really was tonight it was really on the quarterback whereas I actually thought that like Sean McVay who I respect a ton as a coach and a play caller and did all week coming into this had no answers yeah. to what the Bears yeah. defense like, it, that that was the difference between the two sides there were times as bad as Trubisky looked at sometimes where I felt that they were moving the ball better than the Rams yeah. Did you feel that way? There's just certain spurts where you felt like they were more in control, as, as tight as the game was. They felt in control, well, at least to me. Yeah, they were in control the whole game. What are the final time of possession numbers? Let me look that up real quick. Because um, I think that time of possession, 36-49-23-11. Okay. I mean, that, just, that, that speaks to what you're talking about right now. Yeah, it, well... Obviously, yeah, it's very evident to to me. It makes me feel good about my feel for the game. Actually, <laughs> a little bit there. I like I get my Jordan Howard over, and and I feel good about myself. You know, we're that's a big one. You know, we're all feeling feeling pretty good right, right now. But look, Trubisky did not have a pretty game whatsoever. But when Aaron Donald's name is barely mentioned, I don't care how many guys you, you used on him. Some of those plays, James Daniels was one on one. For the majority of the play. Sure, Cody Whitehair may have slid over every now and then. Sure, someone came out of the backfield and helped chip. But when one of the best defensive players in the league, the reigning defensive player of the year, yeah. is, is barely mentioned, that's a good night. It's a good plan. Well, I, th- I still think Khalil Mack has a ways to go to close the gap in terms of like defensive player of the year. Well, you don't think they had a plan for him as well? But he lo- well, what I'm getting at, though, is I thought he he flashed to me a lot more tonight than Aaron Donald That's did. true. Uh, Max, here's Max's line for what it's worth. He had two solo tackles, one assisted tackle. He had a sack and a forced fumble. He forced that one for- fumble on Goff. So, yeah, that'd be a better night than... yeah. And, and and both teams were focused on those two guys. The Bears have a lot more going for them though across the defense. Yeah, Akeem so. Hicks was noticeable, and I get Eddie it. Goldman with the we we should have brought that up earlier. This, yeah, the the safety to start the third quarter. What a play that! What was. a turnaround! What a turnaround! First of all, that drive I think began or those that two play drive the Rams had it began with another tackle for loss on Todd Gurley. Right? Wasn't he run out of bounds for like a? 
a couple yard loss there. You, uh, yeah, Leonard Floyd. They left on blocked on the left side, uh, and he just kind of was there and took him right out of bounds. I thought Leonard played great, other than that one missed tackle in the third quarter. Right as I tweeted that he was having a good game. <laughs> well, well, you know that's just karma for that's you. That's how when, that works. You pick Mitch Trubisky to throw four touchdowns at a game like like this. You know, you just weren't feeling it, Adam. I get it. I get it. Even though I didn't pick the, <laughs> yeah, the wait Bears. A wait a minute. I'm the one who picked the Bears to win. It, it was it was Hicks. It was Goldman. It was Bullard. Bull rushing Whitworth. It was Roquan Smith. I felt like Roquan Smith could have had two or three interceptions tonight. Prince Mukamar could have definitely had two or three interceptions tonight. Back-to-back plays where he dropped interceptions. Kyle Fuller was good again. Eddie Jackson, the... the, the intercept the Hail Mary pass. The coverage was exceptional. And give Sherrick McManus credit, too, for coming in. Your guy. The way Stepping he in, yeah. I saw some guys in the locker room specifically stop by Sherrick's locker. You know, just say, great job filling in. Now the Bears got to hope that's not a serious injury, because Bryce Callahan's been huge. Yeah, well, it's never a good sign when a guy goes to immediately out and doubtful. I didn't see him at all in the locker room, no, did you? No, not a good sign. No. So they got to hope that that's not... Uh, you know, season ender. We don't really know much more than it's a foot injury right now, though. Vic Vangio did a lot of different things in the second half to kind of compensate for that, too. Leonard Floyd was in the slot a couple times. Cleo Mack was dropping back into coverage, but they were all ready for it. I mean, they shut out the Rams in the second half of a football game. They didn't. This is the first time under Sean McVay they haven't scored a touchdown. It's There's impressive, man. Some remarkable stuff that happened tonight at Soldier Field. So the cold could be used like an, as an argument for, for their off game, but that only goes to a certain point. Sure. When you're that talented, when you're 11-1 and and your one loss is on the road against the Saints where it was a high-scoring affair, this is different. This, is a, this should be a humbling... John McVay used the word himself. Very humbling experience for the Rams tonight. Very humbling. And they're still a really good football team. And, I mean, how... I got to say, it would be kind of cool to see that be the NFC Championship game. In L.A., you know, more neutral-type conditions. You know, uh, the, you know the Bears would invade the Coliseum in terms oh, absolutely. of the fans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would be kind of a neutral-site game, to be honest yeah. with you. And Maybe someone will bring an air raid siren. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, but it would be... Uh, see, I, I had that thought, too. And I don't know if the defense would be able to replicate a performance like this? Probably not. But the offense should be better. They should. Mitch Trubisky, at that point, would not be returning off a two-game layoff. He'd have more confidence in his shoulder. He'd be settled in again. Or at least you would hope the things that he experienced today would not factor in down the road, especially if you're talking about an FC Championship game. If you're, if you're talking about a title game like that, even if it is the conference championship, you're talking about some growth and some development from your quarterback. And there's still time for that here. Um, let's hear from Matt Nagy. Uh, when he had to think about Mitch's performance, uh, he had some really nice things to say about the crowd as well. Here's the head coach after a huge Bears victory, his best victory uh, in his short tenure so far as the Bears head coach. All right, I'll start off uh, first with uh, with injuries. Bryce Callahan has a left foot, so he'll be uh, evaluated. We'll see how that goes here uh, in the next several days. Um, you know, number one, the I I have to make sure that our fans understand how amazing that was. Uh, absolutely amazing, and we're so thankful. And um, 
you know, in there we we uh, we gave the game ball to the city and to the fans, and that's what it's all about. This is all about us and, and doing this thing together. Our players appreciate it. It was absolutely electrifying from the start to the finish. I mean, it was it was just powerful, and so we appreciate that. Um, uh, you know, our our uh, our play on defense. Um, what for me, all I could say was, "Wow!" I know uh, it was uh, it was one that I haven't seen in a long, long time against such a powerful opponent. And I want to make sure that I give a lot of credit to to uh, you know Coach McVeigh and his players. Um, they're they're an amazing football team. They do things the right way. They coach the right way. They they play the right way. Um, and and so. Um, you know, there's a reason why they they have the best record in, in the NFL, and so. Um, but our guys stepped up to the challenge, and that was what was important to us. We talked all week about we and not me, and and they hung together. And so, as sluggish as we were um, on offense, and that's a credit to Coach Phillips and their defense, how they played. Um, our defense uh, just really, really played on another level, and they. Uh, uh, it was a it was a unique game for me as a player caller and just how you call the plays and why you call them for certain situations and you know field position was as was at a uh, ultimate uh, with our defense the way they were playing so um, I also want to uh, special teams wise I thought we did a great job other than the fake punt um, and, and I know we had to miss field goal in, in, in that, uh, that there at the end of the game but Pat O'Donnell with the punts uh, and that field position in these times are so huge and the, our gunners going down there and, and, and getting the ball was great offensively um, as you could tell um, in the past game you know we just we weren't clicking as much and again I'm going to give credit to to coach Phillips uh, there that I thought they had some good stuff that they did uh, and and then but our run game our guys our offensive line against that defensive front that we just saw I thought did a really good job and uh, we, we uh, they hung together they stuck together coach he he's been doing a great job all week long at focusing on trying to get you know going in the run game and then in pass protection uh, you know, Aaron Donald is is uh, special. So we we did enough in the end, um, and uh, I'm just so proud of our guys. Uh, it was a big week for us, but now we got to enjoy it tonight and get ready for next week. So third and goal from the two, and in three defensive linemen into the offensive huddle. How many? Three, four, four. Okay. Four. No, it's okay. I'm just testing you. Your, your train of thought is that just typical of the kind of year this has been for you? No, I just we like that stuff. We like it, and so um, our guys like it. I like it. Our offensive coaches like it. We've had success with it, um, and those guys execute it. And and so um, you know that's that's part of you know it doesn't mean that we're going to do it all the time but if the situation hits and we feel like it um we'll have some ready for it and that's what we did what'd you think of the catch on that play i thought it was um very impressive but to everybody else but you know bradley uh in practice he does some unique things for for being a big offensive lineman and uh i mean that was a that was a complete thumbs catch um and he, he just looked it in, the ball was up high. I mean, that, that was an unbelievable catch. Great throw, too. And that's, you know, great throw. Does that play have a name? Yeah, Santa Slay. Who named that? We did. We, we all, I, yeah, we named it. Is there a fear of 12, 300 pounders throwing up plays for you on Monday? Like, is that going to be every. Well, they're already doing it. Our defensive coaches now are coming up with names, too. So um, they're having fun. 
was your overall? Huh? What was your overall impression of how Mitch played today? Yeah, well, you know, the when you look at it numbers wise, I think there were some some throws that you know some of the interceptions sailed on him a little bit. Um, it wasn't his best game, but you know what? I told him, I said, who who cares? Who cares? I mean, we're 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 about winning the games, and so uh, he knows that that we can all play better. It's not all on him, um, and so uh, he's going to get better from it. Uh, the whole time, you know, he he uh, we we talked again with our team about the next play mentality, and this was a game for us offensively that you had to have that, and the off the defense had to have it too because they were doing so well. They can't. They can't get lazy. They got to keep it going. And so uh, these are the ones that you look back for myself as a coach and for him as a quarterback and you grow from. And uh, again, as I've always said, when you win the game, it's a lot easier to critique and understand the why part and use it to help you down the road. So um, all to, all, you know, in the end, uh, do I care? Do, can we be better as an offense? Yes. Do I care about numbers? Not one bit. You just beat the best team in the NFL, a team averaging 35 points to six, you know, to six. What, what does this say about your team in this season? Well, it's, uh, you know, our guys have worked hard to put ourselves in this position. It's not easy. Um, and it started for, for just the, the belief at the very beginning when we started in training camp. And then you start having some different types of games, some different wins, some different losses. And, the, you know, what was, what was really interesting to me, and I felt it last night at the hotel and I felt it throughout the week, um, was there was a looseness to our guys. Um, it was not the, the stage wasn't going to be too big for them. They were almost um, they were they were really anticipating this, and that that's fun. That's why we do what we do is for these opportunities. And um, the, you know we we completely know how good of a team the Rams are, and that they're going to be there in the end. Um, and so I, I just for tonight tonight our guys um, did what we had to do to win. Man, as, as good as your defense has been all season, there's been lapses or lulls here every once in a while, especially in the losses. What was different about tonight that they played four great quarters and held such a good team to only six points? Yeah, they, well, we were able to keep them um, a little bit out of rhythm. You know, you didn't see a lot of first downs where it was just first down after first down after first down. There were some incomplete passes um, that our defense, a lot of uh, pass breakups, um, turnovers, and so when that happens, uh, it's hard. It, it's it's hard as an offensive play caller when you don't get into a rhythm. And so uh, a credit to Coach Fangio and the rest of those coaches for putting our players and 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 having a great week of practice into a in, into a way of of having us succeed. The other thing I want to do too is I want to make sure that um, some of our practice squad players um, get a little bit of a shout out because that, that's a little uh, they they sometimes. People don't understand. Uh, we have some guys on our practice squad and guys that don't get recognized on game day for giving us great looks in practice, and they deserve a, a, a big time credit for uh, for doing that. And sometimes those can, those things can get overlooked, but we appreciate that. On the punt play before the half, what was the explanation you got for the referees? I know there was obviously like an interference with the referee or whatever, but you that, that's what it was. Yeah, that, that's what. Uh, you know, I, I I apologize to them at halftime. Uh, they the the one gentleman referee he uh, he got knocked down by one of our linemen and and uh, um, and so what he he couldn't tell what was going on and so he had to call he had to call stop and play. And in that time, and it's such a crucial time uh, of the game and in a crucial situation that you prep for all week long, and then for that to happen. But really, in the end, um, you know, we didn't execute it. Uh, 
like we should have and we ran into him and he fell down so he did the right thing and and so i apologized and told him i need to be better than that and and i need to uh to make sure that uh, we do it better next time and the risk you run uh, the you know the risk you run on that type of play is you have to run it and still give them chance to, to yeah substitute. yeah they still they still have a chance to substitute was it close i mean would you have been able to pull it off to where there's still time on oh, the well the, the whole the whole schematic part of the play was fine okay. what wasn't fine was that we bowled over the, the referee you can't do that man uh, you said earlier that this was kind of a unique uh, game for you play calling wise what did you mean by that well it became one where you could you could see how we were doing on defense and so um, and you know what they have what they have on defense with 99 and so you want to make sure what I saw all season is there's one play in in the game that he makes that flips the field and just flips the way the game's going. And so I felt very comfortable with our defense with field position. I felt very comfortable with um, being able to do some of the things we were doing in the run game. And and so it, it, it's, it was a little different in regards to that. And sometimes that happens. And so I need to make sure that I put um, our offense in the best situation possible and then really our team. It was a field position game, really. I mean, it was 15 to 6 forever, you know. I know you guys talk about taking it week by week, blinders on all that sort of stuff. Do you have a sense for what beating an 11 and 1 team means for the perception of you by the fans, by the league, all of that sort of stuff? Well, it's uh, it's a great win for us, and I think more than anything, is it's going to continue to keep letting our guys understand that um, every team in the NFL. Um, the, 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 every game is different. So last week against the Giants, that game's going to be different than, than the following week, and there's so much parity. But the belief of our guys, so they hear me talk about it, but now to do it, for them to go out and do it, um, for a team that only have one loss all year long and, and into as far as the season as we are, it's so powerful for our guys now because it helps us grow with confidence. It helps us grow togetherness. And um, when you teach that and you talk about it over and over and over um, as, a, as, a, as a culture, as a building, everyone together as a family, and then they do it, it just lights a fire and it just it, it puts us in a great position. And so um, we do talk about one game at a time. And so now they're going to enjoy tonight and then we're going to get right back in and get ready for next week. A wedding bouquet celebration? Oh, no. <laughs> nope. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, so the, the celebration was the uh, the uh, bouquet of flowers. Wait, was that on the interception of the touchdown now? That was Broquan Smith's interception. That's right. They did the bouquet of flowers. And again, it sounded, I mean, Pat Finley was trying to get negative. <laughs> Talk about the celebration. He probably can't, he can't see it. We've learned that. Like, yeah. if he doesn't have a good vantage point, because he's buried in his play sheet. Oh, yeah. Like, he's already thinking about the next series, or he's talking to David going on the sideline. He's already thinking about what's next. Right. He did not experience the, the, the bouquet bride toss. And the game ball went to the city of Chicago and the fans. That's how you win them over, John Z. That's how you win them over. Now are they going to mail a football to every single Bears fan? It's a lot of fans. It is. The bandwagon's getting full. Yeah. 
You think Sean McVay knows who Eddie Goldman is now? Ooh, I was waiting for you to bring that up. Our listeners were all over that one on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Credit yeah. you guys for that. You know, one. You know looking back at it, like we'll have a voicemail or two about so that. So I, I listened to that uh, video again, or watched that video again after we, after you, after you specifically did detailed work on that <laughs> to rip Sean McVay. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that was very unimpressive. Like, of course. Now I, I appreciated Wade Phillips. Um, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yes, and he pronounced Trubisky as Trubinsky. Trubinsky. And Chase Daniel became tra- Chase Daniels, which, you know, he's talking like a total, you know, Chicago Bears fan from, you know, Belmont and Cragen or something like that. It's <laughs> it, it was almost too too fitting. I know I wasn't alone in tweeting, hey, it's Eddie Goldman, the guy Sean McVay did, did, yeah. <laughs> didn't mention. But um, such an unsung hero. Of that defensive front, Real, really, really is. You know, in terms of we, we've mentioned so many players as Pro Bowl caliber. Oh, he should be. One. He's a Pro Bowl talent. He just has to do so much dirty work that allows all the other guys to build those impressive statistics that make him Pro Bowl All Pro guys. Well, then there was no better picture of that actually than in the locker room. Now, part of this was just timing, but whole swarm of media, including you and me, talking to Akeem Hicks. And Akeem Hicks is talking about how happy he was for Eddie Goldman to get that moment because he doesn't get a lot of attention and he does all the dirty work. And I look over to my left and Eddie Goldman's standing right there talking to one reporter. Fitting. Yeah. Poor nose tackles. But he's, he's one of the best in the game. But you and I have been on that all season. And anyone who watches the tape, especially from the end zone angle, you just see it every week how much he is really doing to open things up for other guys and stop the run. He's an incredible player, and that was just a huge play in this game to get that safety. And Hicks was on it too. You know, that was a play where, honestly, Hicks kind of helped Goldman get that safety and that sack. So um, good good for Eddie Goldman, though, in that moment. And just all around, what a performance by the Bears' defense. Unfortunately, the quarterback struggled. You're going to hear from Mitch here. You're going to hear Mitch basically admit that and be pretty disappointed in his play. Actually get pretty candid about his own feelings and how he was trying not to be selfish about being down because this was such a big win for the team. Um, But here he is, Mitch Trubisky, after this game, including three interceptions against the Rams. Mitch, what did you think of that uh, touchdown catch from your offensive lineman? It was awesome. It was awesome. He was telling me earlier in the week, he's like, hey, even if I'm covered, throw it up there. I'll bring it down. And uh, it was just great execution all the way around. Bradley got open, uh, and I threw it up to him. He made a heck of a catch. So it was a big-time play, and I'm uh, very excited for him to get the opportunity and make a big play for this team. What was working for you on that drive? That's, you know, coming out of halftime. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a little RPO game, running the ball. Uh, they played a lot more zone than we expected, and um, we were just able to get a good rhythm going coming out of halftime. And uh, defense obviously did a great, great job all night and just gave us good field position. And we were just rolling down there, getting first downs, and uh, just just positive plays that we were able to get going. So I think we just need to find what works and, and get it going and stick to it. And uh, we, we did what we had to do. What was harder for you tonight? Was it the cold or was it, you know, you hadn't played two games and and you needed to get into some sort of kind of rhythm? 
Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say the cold affected me at all. Um, not playing two weeks. I don't know if that affected uh, tonight, but I know it definitely sucked being out for me um, mentally. Um, I think I just need to be better all the way around. I was pretty amped and anxious coming out for this game because I was out for two weeks. But, I mean, that had nothing to do with the way I played. I think uh, I just need to settle down, be better with my footwork, um, and uh, try not to do too much. As there were times I was just trying to do too much, make a play. Um, I don't know if that's something I was doing mentally from sitting out for two weeks, just coming out here trying to put on a show and make big plays. I just need to go in there and do my job. But I'm very fortunate to be a part of this team. Uh, the guys continued to believe in me, stick by me, and we, we pulled through on offense, and, and the defense had our, had our backs all night, um, just making big plays, getting turnovers, and, and shutting down a really good offense. So uh, it was a great team win. Mitch, how would you describe the, the spark of Big Eddie's safety to start the second half? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, it really set the tone for the second half. We knew if we just created positive plays on offense, their our defense was going to shut them down. And they they set the tone all night. There was there's nothing that they could have done to get going. The the defense made up their minds that they were going to shut them down, and it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, I think the offense fed off of it a little bit in the second half and got us going. Uh, but we need to continue to have their backs because they played lights out. And if we could do that, we could start to be really dominant. Um, but like I said, it's a great team win, and the de- the defense. I mean, it, it was really fun to watch. It was, it was fun to watch, seriously. What's the biggest thing you've come to appreciate about that, that group this year? Well, I was just talking to some of them in the locker room, and uh, I've come to appreciate how, how smart they are and how they all play together. So uh, we got guys in every single spot on defense that can make plays, make game-changing plays, and they play hard, they play together, and they play, play smart. So, I mean, you couldn't ask for more on defense and what they're doing, how they're giving effort, how they're studying, and how they come out here and shut people down. So um, we just need, need to get that going all the way around, all three phases, especially on offense, uh, which falls on me. So I just need to go back to, to work this week and continue to get better and, and feed off what that defense is doing. You guys got the running game going a little bit tonight. Jordan went over yeah. 100 yards. What did you like about this matchup and what was working tonight? It was awesome. I mean, they were playing a lot of zone and they were playing really soft defense. They can take away some of our downfield throws and just we, we spread them out a little bit and I think the O-line did a great job controlling line of scrimmage, uh, open up holes for Jay and uh, Jay ran his tail off, man. That's what we expect out of 2-4, man. He kind of like the defense. He made up his nine tonight when he touched the ball that he was going to be um – you're just going to run hard and, and finish finish runs and, and pick up tough yards for this offense. So uh, I'm very proud of him and the offensive line and how they were able to be a big part of this one tonight. Mitch, what can you say about the job you guys did on Aaron Donald, who's you know, one of those few guys that can change the game by himself? Yeah, for sure. We had a plan for him, and uh, they got good defense all the way around. And we had a plan for Donald, and the O-line did a great job just keeping him in check all night. And that's what we wanted to do. Obviously, we had some turnovers, which falls on me, but we didn't have any game destructive plays um, that he usually causes, so we uh, th- that's something that we definitely kept in the back of our minds if we just play smart, um, take care of the football, and, and create positive plays on offense, and get get a few more scores, then, then we can come out and get a W, which we did, but um, we, we definitely want to score more, but we did what we had to do, and didn't give up any um, game-changing plays to, to Donald and the defense did the rest. As you've talked to us about being self-critical of your game, you, you talk, this such a big night for you guys, such a big win. Is it harder to be kind of self-critical after a game like this for you? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm pretty disappointed in myself um, the way I played 
especially being out two weeks. But, I mean, it's hard to be down when you get such a big win like that. You just got to put your own selfish thoughts about how you play it aside because that, that is selfish. If you played well, if you played bad, it's still bad thinking about yourself. We just we got such a huge team win. So I was still in that in the locker room dancing with the guys, celebrating the big win, uh, hugs all around, and it's, it's very – it's a privilege to be a part of this team, uh, especially a leader on this team. So, um, I mean, I'll get everything corrected. I'm going to go back to work this week, um, just work really hard to get it corrected and play a lot better. Um, but I'm just very proud of the way the team had my back, and um, we're still going to celebrate because it's, it's, it's big for this organization. Mitch, how was it to go out there and, and get hit for the first time or to slide, just to have some contact after missing some time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said before, it sucked being out two weeks. Um, but, I mean, the shoulder really wasn't bothering me at all. Um, it, my, not my um, – my mind mindset or anything like that. I was going to go out there, try to play my game, and, and do what I had to do for my team. Um, but it, it felt good. It felt. It just felt good to be out there. And I, I mean, I really didn't get hit that much. I was getting down on some of my runs, and the O line did a great job taking care of me um, when I went to dra- drop back. So the offensive line they really played great tonight. We got the run game going. Uh, they protected me back there. I just got to make better decisions with the football. But uh, it just felt good to be back out there. You guys scored the only touchdown of the game after the safety. How big of a turning point was that? Safety. Huge turning point, huge momentum shift. Uh, we kind of knew if we went down and, and, and put up another score that, I mean, the defense could carry us the rest of the way, which they did all night long. Um, but it was a big score in the game. It really got us going on offense a little bit and opened some things up on the outside, especially the run game. Um, but, yeah, when you get those momentum swings, you just got to make the most of them. And, um, I mean, I can't say enough about the crowd tonight either. They helped a big, a big part in momentum, just being loud when the defense is out there. They really showed up in a big way tonight and they, they deserve this win as much as we do. So uh, great job by the crowd, great team win, and we just got to get better and go from here. Mitch, what's the, what's the name of that play to Brad? Like, they didn't tell you yet? I, they may have. I'm, I didn't get the Brad. In the Can I tell them? Yeah, now you told. <laughs> okay. Santa Slay. Santa Slay. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I imagine you're not fearing. Presents down the chimney. I imagine you're not fearing getting uh, much pressure there with the number of big bodies you had. Oh, no. What? <laughs> God, we got there's some big boys in there. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was an awesome play. The When we first installed it, we're like, we're going to put this one in the incubator. So that means we install a play and like maybe we'll practice it each week. But literally, we'll put that play in. And I was like, hey, if we get down there, we need to call this. This is going to work. And so, yeah, Santa's sleigh. It came a little early. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Thank you, Mitch. All right, so there's the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, a game he obviously uh, struggled in and needs to play better. I mean, I don't know what more there is. I'm, I'm, look, it, there's people jumping off the bandwagon. I had to defend him again in the postgame show. Uh, whatever. I, here, here's where I stand. I'm not. I'm not going to give up on Mitch Trubisky until he is through his second season in this offense. Okay, because the reality is that's where Pat Mahomes is, and quite frankly, Mahomes is doing stuff that more than likely, even though it's still a relatively small sample size, he's probably going to be better. Over. I, I saw a stat coming into to this week's games where his 41 touchdown passes are the same amount that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have combined. Oh, that might be true. Yeah. So, like, let's. What he's doing is ridiculous. Yeah. Like Peyton Manning's not throwing for fifty touchdowns every single season. Same with Tom Brady. What did Tom Brady have? Fifty-eight. Yeah. That did not. That does not happen. 
every single year. We'll see what happens. Yes, I think he's gonna. He's a special player. I mean, obviously, the, to get to forty-one touchdowns is phenomenal. But let's, yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Let, well, let's just all. It's his second year in the system, and he had an unbelievable situation last year where he got to sit behind Alex Smith. Okay, it's it just, it, it's still not really fair to compare the situations. It's looking less and less likely every week that goes by that Trubisky's going to be that good. Fine, but I'll say again. I mean, they don't really need him to be that good. Come on. The, the Chargers gave up on Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> After a Pro Bowl season. Maybe two years from removed from a Pro Bowl season, but the, the point is there. Yeah. I mean, you don't want him to look this bad in games, but he rarely has. I mean, this is probably his worst game of the season. But he's coming off a two-week layoff. I guess these are excuses, whatever. The point is, let's see him. I want to see him get another offseason and really dive into the system next year because I, the games where he's looked comfortable and been in control and goes through his progressions and his mechanics are good, he looks good. He looks more than capable. He fits it through the keyhole. Well, people... Like, he, Today he didn't throw it through the keyhole. No, no. He, he, he threw it over the door, I would say. Yeah. But look, him and Matt Nagy have not even worked together for one calendar year. That's true. Not one calendar year. It's really only been like seven months. Yeah. From when they were actually able to start to get out there and do stuff in the offseason. Don't underrate the process. And and I get a lot of this are, are old Bears players. I get that. And and look, I don't know if their criticisms are more valid than a GM of the Browns for one year, but just saying, this could be a process. This should have been expected to be a process, and it wasn't going to be pretty every single game. Yep. We should get out of here. It's late. Pat Finley's being loud in the suite next door. Yeah, I don't know if you guys... I don't, I don't think he's talking to anybody. I think he's just talking. Talking to himself? Yeah. That doesn't surprise I don't me. hear another voice. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Now listen I, for a second. Oh, there is someone else. No, I can't hear it. No, we'll just say he's talking to himself. Who would he be talking to? I hope our listeners can hear it, some of that. <laughs> Otherwise, it sounds really weird. Anyway, yeah. he, we're, we can hear Pat Finley through a wall right now. Um, He's really pumped up about bridal flower tosses. and he, He's got way too much energy and, for one a.m. <laughs> I got be Cyrus. Yes. All right. Let's get out of here. What a win for the Bears. Episode 200. Episode 200. Fitting fitting that this was episode 200 think about how far they've come since episode 1 and us too wait was episode 1 Mark Tressman uh yes no cause this is our fourth season so it would have been all three years no but you five. started you started them before did you not no I started in camp I think okay okay yeah. I think it would have been the first season of John Fox what, I would like John to see Fox. a camera on John Fox as Matt Nagy runs Santa's sleigh. <laughs> uh, well, you better have an ambulance nearby. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right, let's get out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue. At Adam Johns. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash BearsChicagoSunTimes.com. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. Voicemails. You can still call in. 312-222-5050 is the phone number. Should be fun. 
on Thursday's episode later this week to hear those and your reaction to this game. Can't wait to hear that. Tell your friends about the pod. Subscribe. Hey, I had a guy... Some guy came up to me doing the pregame show and said he listens to all our episodes. He's listened since day one, but he's yet to rate and subscribe. Or make a comment. Maybe he rates. Maybe yeah, he has rated and subscribed. Do Unac- it. Unacceptable. Rate it and leave a review. You got to do that. Shout out to the guy I ran into at breakfast this morning. What did he say? He just said hi and then wanted to know if the Bears were going to win. And I told him yes. So I feel like I didn't lie to him. Did you tell him that Jordan Howard's going to rush for 101 yards? No. I like to be rational about it. <laughs> like, you? <laughs> like 350 yards and four touchdowns for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, you Completely rational. Let's go. Good night, everybody. Enjoy the victory. We'll talk to you on Tuesday.